Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, for the past three years, there's been quite a debate over the renaming of a bridge, specifically what's called, at the moment, Clonliffe Bridge, which is close to Croke Park. Now it will be officially renamed in November as Bloody Sunday Bridge. As you can imagine, there's been a wee bit of controversy over that. The independent councillor, Neil Ring, is the person who originally made the proposal. Neil, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, give us the historical context to this, Neil, uh, as in what exactly it is you're commemorating, why perhaps it means uh, um, quite a lot to you as well. Well, of, like everybody knows about Bloody Sunday in November 2020, the 21st of November, when um, the Black and Tans, the auxiliaries and the RIC came along to Crow Park. At about 3.15, there was a, a friendly match between Dublin and Tipperary planned for that day. The match had just started and um, they they came onto this particular bridge, which is just outside Crow Park. Anybody who has ever gone to Crow Park, the Hogan Stand side, would know this bridge. It's the only bridge. It's over the railway and the canal there on Russell Avenue, Stroke Jones Road. Um, and from there, they start firing on the crowd and 14 people were killed on that. My personal um, um, connection with it is that my family home is about 200 yards up the railway line on Sackville Gardens. And my grandfather and two of his brothers, um, when the shooting was finished, went down the canal, down along the, sorry, the rail line, and they picked up a young chap who'd been shot in the back twice. His name was Joseph Trainer. They brought Joseph back along the along the rail line, up into the house, um, brought him into the, the kitchen, and uh, he was bleeding to death. And it was obvious to um, my grandmother and whoever else was in the house that he was in a lot of trouble. So rather than bring him out the front door, they brought him down the back way, down a little lane onto Bollybuck Road, contacted an ambulance. Ambulance took him to Jervis Street Hospital. And unfortunately, he was 19, and he died that evening. So that's my personal connection with it. But mm. the consequences of that, now Joseph, of course, like 13 others, were, were killed. But the, the, um, the British then the next day really put a clamp down on the whole north inner city because of Bloody Sunday. And um, uh, two of my, two of my grand, grand uncles were actually lifted the next day and ended up in Ballykindler. Uh, internment camp for over a year each so that was the sort of so that's my personal connection with it but my my reason for putting the name forward was one there has never been a name an official name on that bridge oh like has there not no bridge. no yeah. as you know most of the bridges along the Royal Canal were named after directors of the Royal Canal Company like Newcomen mm. and Clark and uh, Bins and Blackfire. But this, this just never had a, a, an official name. So it just seemed appropriate uh, two and a half years ago now that we would name it Bloody Sunday Bridge to commemorate the events of that day. Right, OK. Well, I suppose at the time, did you anticipate it was going to take as long as this to kind of have the matter resolved? Well, it wasn't really a, a resolution because the, the overwhelming... Uh, in the central area, when I put it forward, it was... Uh, passed unanimously. Then it went to the Arts, Culture, Leisure and Recreation uh, Policy Committee. They referred it to the Commemorations and Naming Committee, um, where again it was passed. In the Naming Committee, um, because it was an infrastructure, it was a, a bridge, that we went for some public consultation just to see, just to make sure that there wasn't a huge backlash against it and that there was generally... Um, to be guided, not not that we, we, we made a decision to, to rename it 
or to name it. Um, so it, it eventually has got through all of that process, red tape, and last night was um, came in front of the full council for final ratification. So as of today, it's now known as Bloody Sunday Bridge. And as you can see on Google Maps, they've already called it Bloody Sunday Bridge. So mm. it's fair play to them. They're ahead of the game. Uh, now, and as I'm, I'm sure this was put to you already because already I see texts from listeners saying, when I hear Bloody Sunday, I think of Derry, not Croke Park. Well, the fact that it's beside Crow Park, it would, it's perfectly obvious it's to, uh, <laughs> it's to do with Crow Park. Um, we've had Bloody Sundays in, in our history and in, in 72, that was horrific as well. And if people want to associate it with Bloody Sunday, it's Irish history. It's, it's Bloody, Bloody Sunday in 1913 during the lockout, Bloody Sunday in Derry, Bloody Sunday in, in, at Crow Park. I mean, they, they all have one thing in common. It was, you know, suppression of the people. So I, I've no issue if people, if, if they get a mindset that it's, it's to do with Bloody Sundays, but it's specifically because it's at Crow Park, it's to do with, with Bloody Sundays yes, in, in yeah. November 2020. And, and, I, and as I understand it, one of the other uh, objections was that, not necessarily objection to uh, commemorating the event, but using the term Bloody Sunday, that perhaps, you know, the idea is to commemorate not the violence so much, but the, the, the people who lost their lives there and the effect it had on, on the general community and Ireland as a whole. Well, you know, we can we can try and soften down history, and but unless we unless we confront it and say it was Bloody Sunday, it, it's not. It, it was fourteen innocent people murdered, uh, in, and then three more in the evening, as you know, uh, uh, mm. McKee, Clune, and Clancy. But it, um, it was, you know, like I've no, like I know some people express a bit of disquiet, but again. Majority, luckily enough, we live in a democracy, which is what the men and women of 1916 and the War of Independence actually fought for us for, uh, fought for. Um, so, you know, we made a decision at the central area, at the Arts Committee and at the Naming Committee to name it. And then last night again. And, and of course, I, I appreciate that some councillors might not be as comfortable um with, with our history and confronting our history or being confronted by our history as, as some of us might be. And in fact, one of the councillors was concerned that the local people um, might not be uh, might, but not, might not be fully in support of it. But I assured her, Mary Callaghan, um, that we're around the area all the time, myself and Christy Burke and Ciarán Perry, and like we're involved in historical societies around the area. And we listen to the people and we know what they're saying. And I haven't had one negative comment in, in certainly mm. around the, the Crow Park area about about the naming. On that subject, actually, Neil, because there was a consultation uh, process, but it seemed to be an online one. Um, did that mean essentially that anyone anywhere could pitch in their opinion on this and they could pitch in more than one opinion and that might skew one's view of what the public feeling was? Well, we put it out for public consultation and, as, as you rightly said, via online, which I have a huge issue with and mentioned that at the time because you're automatically excuse, excluding a lot of people. But your, your other point is absolutely right. Some guy in Hong Kong or wherever could put in yes, no, and it was taken on board. And what we discovered that there were a certain number of votes, over 100 votes came from one IP address. And then <laughs> the, other, the other thing, the, and on the supporting side, that was against it. And on the, 
people who supported it, for example, the 1916 Relatives Association put in a submission to support, which counted as one vote. They have three and a half thousand members. The Bollybock Pride of Place put in one letter of support, one submission of support. They have 180 members. So it was it, it was an interesting uh, trial of of online and you had to go on there was a QR code and all this sort of thing and I know a lot of people that would have just terrified them they'd run away from it but yeah. in the end it's it's a good I think it's a good result for history it's a good result for our area and a good result for Crow Park that, and we will have something possibly in November an official opening of the bridge yeah. um, being called Bloody Sunday Bridge and when that happens in November Neil will, will there be some sort of plaque placed on the bridge to explain uh, um, just for people yeah. who might know or might be confused. Absolutely. And we had one recently there a couple of years ago, Frank Flood Bridge up in Drumcondra. He was one of the Forgotten Ten. And there's a nice plaque there explaining who Frank Flood was. So we will put something up. And it, is, it won't be um, aggressive or anything like that. It will be just explaining this is to commemorate the 14 innocent people civilians who were killed by the RIC, Black and Tans, etc. On, on Bloody Sunday. And in fact, it, 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 it's nice that it's going to be there. And there's only two people that I know of, of the 14 who have been commemorated. One was obviously Michael Hogan. The Hogan's, he played for Tipperary. The Hogan stand has been named after him. And that has endured. And then recently, because of my connection with the with Joseph Trainer, the young lad, the 19-year-old mm. who was killed, um, I I contacted the family, and uh, we've we've a great relationship over a long number of years, and we now have that lane where their nep- one of one of the the chaps is a is a nephew of Joseph Trainer, and um, that the lane that Joseph was brought down for his final journey um, has now been called Joseph Trainer Way. It's a little lane in Bollybock. It used to be called Love Lane, hmm. and uh, we've now changed the Joseph Trainer Way. So that's another event that we're going to be able to commemorate. So two of fourteen have have been have been acknowledged publicly, and they would represent obviously Michael Hogan representing the players and the older people, and then Joseph Trainer representing the young people because there were. Uh, some very young Jerome O'Leary was only 10 William Perry Robinson was only 11 so it was um, it's nice that there's a young person as well Neil thanks a million for speaking with us today that was Neil Ring there independent councillor for Dublin's uh, north inner city specifically the uh, Ballybock area Moncrief weekdays at 2pm with Energlaze on News Talk.